Hey everyone, welcome to this short episode, this mini musing of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. So this week I've just been thinking, and I, as I study each week, um, I kind of have the opportunity that I hope all of you have really, that as you're studying each week, connecting the dots uh, from the, your current study to the previous weeks. Um, and maybe my opportunity is somewhat unique in that I record a week early, and so I'm a week ahead in in terms of uh, come follow me study, uh, and so I'm studying you know next week's while also still really pondering this week's to think about interviews and mini musings and other things like that, and so I have this opportunity uh, to really think about what we've studied and then what's about to happen in the Book of Mormon and the impacts of of how they relate and things. And so as we study chapter 17 through 22 of Alma, we read about Ammon and Aaron and Omner and Himni and their uh, journey to the land of Nephi and their uh, mission uh, adventures to the Lamanites. And then in next week's study, we, we read more about them and, and what happens to the those Lamanites and their changing of their name and coming over to be with the Nephites and meeting up back with Alma and the joy. And there's just so much, there's uh, joy is mentioned quite a bit in these chapters. And so I've been thinking about that and I've been thinking about uh, Lamoni's father and his willingness to not only give up half of his kingdom, but to give up his entire kingdom and then to forsake all of his sins so that he could just know what Aaron knew, what Ammon knew. Well, his son Lamoni knew he he would give up everything for that, right? And it um, as I started reading and, and again connecting to next week, studying in in uh, chapters twenty three and twenty four and twenty seven, really, where we see the effects of the conversion of these Lamanites who call, then end up calling themselves the anti Nephi Lehi's, and we read that as many of them as were converted never did fall away. And what's interesting to me and what I've been thinking about is is the price that they paid, and then this word converted and conversion. Uh, Because I think we all know someone who has fallen away from the church, and maybe it's been us, maybe it's been a family member, whatever, um, who has a testimony, right? And we we talk about them to our... Uh, to other our family and friends and just say I don't understand I know that they know they know that this is true they know the truth but what's different there's a and there's a separation there between uh, a testimony and conversion Uh, a testimony uh, Elder Bednar and President Oaks have talked about this quite a bit that in defining this more or less a testimony is to know and to feel and a conversion is to do and to become. Uh, when we're converted, it changes us so that our feelings and thoughts influence deeply our behavior uh, because we have been changed. And so now let's relate this back to what we've been studying this year in the Book of Mormon, this mighty change of heart that the uh, people of Lamoni felt and the people of Lamoni's father and Alma the Older and... His people felt it, and Mosiah, or excuse me, King Benjamin and his people, they felt it. And so, 
there's this mighty change that happens to us when, we're, when we are converted. And we have to retain that mighty change. Otherwise, we may slip back into just a testimony and relying upon our thoughts and feelings to know and to feel. But thoughts and feelings, those, are, those change all the time. Um, you know, if, again, my, my old fallback is to reference C.S. Lewis. And C.S. Lewis talked about how we can't rely on our thoughts and feelings because, because they are so fleeting and they change all the time. And uh, C.S. Lewis was, a, was an atheist. And he said, you know, when, I, when, I, when he was an atheist, there were times where he had thoughts and feelings that, that Christianity could, could be true and it terrified him because he was an atheist, but he would have these, these bouts. And so what he would have to do is rely on, no, 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 and it would get him through that. But we as, as believers can have the exact same thing where our thoughts and feelings might change from one moment to the next or when we're going through a hard time, it may feel like, oh, well, the Lord's not even close to me and I'm not, I'm not having those same feelings. So what we need to do is to be converted and retain that mighty change. Well, and how do we do that? Well, it starts at the beginning with what we're willing to give up, and it, that is the same thing. It, it, it persists throughout our life. It's not, it's not only a one-time what are we willing to give up, but it's a lifetime journey of paying the price for conversion, paying the price to be near the, the Lord. Uh, Lamoni's father was willing to give up first his entire kingdom, when he said to Aaron, I will, I'll, what, did, what do I need to do to give, have this evil rooted out of my breast? I'll give up my entire kingdom. And Aaron says, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to repent. And, and Lamoni's father says, all right, I will give up. And he starts praying, I will give up all my sins to know thee. If there is a God, Aaron says that you are God, and I believe that you are God. Hear my prayer. I will give up all of my sins. Right? It's it was not until that point that he then has this change come over him. But it's only when we're willing to give our all, uh, that's the price. It's, and it's not cheap. It's never been cheap. Salvation, as Elder Holland says, salvation is not a cheap experience. And the price that we pay is not a one-time price. It's a lifetime price, but the payment that we receive in in return is a deep abiding peace in this life and in the life to come. And and that's the thing. So sometimes it can be hard because we think, no, the atonement's just for later. It's for for overcoming sins so that we can be with God in the eternities and be resurrected. That is true. But the atonement is for us to change now and to give us strength and courage and peace right now, today. Because again, drawing on my studies of next week's chapters, what do the anti-Nephi-Lehi's do? They bury their weapons of war and they are slaughtered. What gives them the faith, the courage to do that? The Spirit, the atonement of Jesus Christ gave them that. We all will face hard times. We will all face difficulties. We probably won't be asked to die for the gospel and to go and prostrate ourselves on the ground before an army, probably not going to happen. But what we are asked to do is live our life for the gospel. And how do we have the faith and courage to live our life for the gospel? And 
with the with the whirlwinds and the headwinds and the opposition and the fiery darts that we face today, how can we have that? The atonement of Jesus Christ. The atonement of Christ gives us that power. It's not. It doesn't have to wait. It's for right now. It's for today. It's for your today. But the way that you access that, and the way that I access that, is by paying the price of conversion, to being converted and retaining that conversion. And it's being willing to give up all of our sins. It's being willing to give up the entertainment that we indulge in, the company that we keep, the thoughts that we have, the way that we treat other people. It's willing to give up comfort for a sacrifice to to serve other people, to go out of our way to help someone else. That's the price. But again, when when we offer the Lord something, this is something back I refer back to my mission when we would teach people about the about tithing, the law of tithing. But this applies to our efforts and the payment that we offer as a token. Again, now before I go to before I go into this story, just you know, we're not we can't pay for the atonement. We can't like hey I, I earned it. But whatever our all is, whatever that is. If on some eternal scale it's one, or if it's 99, or if it's 4,000, whatever our all equals, that's what we're asked. So literally, everyone has to pay the same price. They're all. But I don't, we don't, we don't earn it. We can, we qualify because the Lord says, all right, I see that you are humble and meek and submissive. And so I will grant unto you the effects of the power of the atoning sacrifice of my son, Jesus Christ, and of his mercy and his love. So again, we don't earn it. We qualify for it. So anyway, on my mission, we teach people about the law of tithing, and it would be, we'd say, the law of tithing is like this. The Lord gives you 10 lemons. He blesses you with 10 lemons. And then in return, he asks for one lemon, right? 10%. So you give him one lemon, willingly, and then what he returns to you is a glass of lemonade. More lemonade than that single lemon could make. Sweeter than what that lemon was on its own. Right? He then gives you more blessings. That's what this is. That's when we give our all, when we say, all right, I'm willing to give up this show that I've been watching. The Lord repays us with something that we couldn't even imagine, with an added abundance of the Spirit, with peace, with comfort, with guidance, with miracles in our life. Lamoni and his father and the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi, they, they understood that. They gave up their all, and they were so willing to give up their all and to, to uh, turn away from their old ways that they removed the temptation entirely by burying their weapons of rebellion. And that's what we all need to do I've been, as I've been thinking about this. And uh, again, this is some of next week and we'll talk about it too then, but just combining it with the conversion of Lamoni and his, his father and how we can apply that in our life in 2020 and onward is, is giving our all, turning away from sin, uh, turning away from the wickedness of the world. And it's all around us and it's in the entertainment we see. It's, in, it's on billboards. It's, it's everywhere we go. But we need to do all that we can to bury those weapons of rebellion. And again, it's not just entertainment. It's other things as well. But as we do that, the Lord will 
bless us abundantly. Um, so anyway, that's the mini musing for this week. That's what I've been thinking about. And, and with our world being so crazy and hectic, and I know I don't know what it's like all around the world, but in the U.S. still with with coronavirus, just and just political unrest, and there's just uncertainty. And I, I I've been thinking and about again Lamoni's father and his desire to have the evil rooted out of his breast, but also to have the peace that he saw in his son's eyes, to have the peace that he saw in Ammon and Aaron. There was this, after he met with Ammon and Lamoni, he had this uneasy feeling, right? And it was, that's kind of this uncertainty and uneasiness that I think a lot of us can relate to right now with, with what's going on in the world. And what would we, what would we give to have the peace of, of Christ? Not the peace that the world offers, but his peace. Well, you know, we can learn from Lamoni's father what we can do to to obtain that peace. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this mini musing. Hope you're enjoying this week's study. Great, great sections of the Book of Mormon here with great examples of you know between Ammon and his brothers and Alma and Lamoni and, and Lamoni's father and Lamoni's brother who takes over uh, as the king as we move through the, these chapters. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the study. I love the Book of Mormon. Uh, remember, it was written for our day. What are, what's going on in our world right now? Mormon and Moroni, they saw our day. They included these stories for a reason for us to learn and to apply. So uh, shout out to all of you who are listening. Um, we've got uh, a bunch in in Nevada. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, specifically, it looks like in Henderson, Las Vegas area. Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk uh, sh- uh, very soon.